to think of it as like magnetism. And when you think about it, you know, you have a magnet inside of you. And that magnet is that you have this incredible gift and ability to solve a problem. And that is based on every experience you've had in your journey. What has led you to where you are today? There's someone else out there that God has planted a seed in and they have a problem and they need a solution for it. And their magnet is, your magnet is attracting their magnet and you're going to ultimately come together. But that can't happen if you're hiding. You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembry martin Robin, I'm so excited that I get to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Allie, thank you for having me. It's always an honor to be with you and your presence and your energy. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're so sweet. All right. Will you kick us off by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a former pharmacist. I went to college, got a doctorate degree, and then 12 years ago, I stepped away from that to really allow our family life to be better. My children were getting older. Life was crazy. My husband and I were both traveling and it was a little too much because we were starting to see the anxiety level in our home just skyrocket. And at that point in time, the lady that was helping me with my youngest child, my daughter, who was about three at the time, was became very ill. And so she wasn't around to help me anymore with no family here. And we started to see signs and symptoms of anxiety in my oldest child. And we just decided that it was time for me to, to take a step back. So my husband suggested I start um, I follow my passion and do something with my photography. It had always been a hobby since I was a little girl. So we decided that I was going to start a blog and just see where it took me. Well, I did. And within six weeks, I had my first paying client and it was a branding client. So I created all of her imagery for her website or CD covers and all of that good stuff. And I realized at that moment in time that, oh my gosh, I love this. This is such a creative outlet and it included strategic thinking. And I was like, I'm all in, this is what I want to do. But alas, I had no idea what I was doing, starting my own business, uh, you know, as a photographer, I was not quite in that entrepreneurial mindset yet. So I had a lot to learn. I took every job that came my way. I ended up getting burnt out. Then I scaled back as I built my personal brand and I figured everything out about how to really be strategic. And I started just doing headshots and branding and I've loved it, enjoyed it, but I quickly discovered that all of these branding clients that were coming to me did not know how to build that foundation for their business. So I took everything that I had been learning and I started, or that I had learned to get to the level of success I had achieved in my business to help other people do that. And so I became a brand strategist, certified brand strategist. And um, from then started coaching. And last year, because I was writing my book and doing the podcast and doing all, you know, the coaching and the photography, I was like, this is too much. I've got to back up. I've got to, you know, take a step back and slow things down a little bit. So I gave up the photography. I had a photographer come into my studio with me. I now refer all my business to her and I'm only coaching and it's amazing. <laughs> Robin, I love your story, particularly just because of this idea that I think there's a lot of pressure and, and, and even anxiety around this idea of getting it right of what our career is going to be. And like thinking we are innately only able to do one thing really, really well and everything else won't work. And 
this idea that you can totally shift gears and we have seasons of life where we are meant to serve different purposes. And I just think it's so cool to see that, you know, you can do one thing, you can shift to another and life goes on. And not only does it go on, it you are thriving and loving what you're doing. And just the idea that you followed that dream that was in your heart all along. Yeah. And it's really cool because I think God gives us gifts and talents. And sometimes we think that it's one thing, but in reality, there's multiple things. And I come from a family of a lot of creativity. My mother was an artist. My dad was a master woodworker. We were extremely well-read and read to all the time. So that imagination and creativity was just kind of built in very innate within us. And I, you know, being a pharmacist was incredible, but I wasn't able to use my creative thinking then. And so doing what I'm doing today is I get to tap into that gift of creativity, but I still get to use that critical thinking, the strategy component of my brain, and it all works collectively and really produces more results and allows me to have greater impact so that then my clients can have a greater impact on their world, their life, their families, and, and their clients. So it, it's really cool how every experience we have along our journey can come into play with whatever it is that we dream of doing down the road. I'm such a believer in that because there is so many things that happen along the way where at the time you're going, why is this happening? What, what is the purpose of this? And then down the road, you figure it out and you go, oh, that's why I had to go through that situation. And it all makes sense. And sometimes it doesn't, but um, when it does, it's really cool to kind of look back on that. So you had mentioned that you wrote the book, You, Me, and Anxiety, Take Action Over Anxiety to Enjoy being you. And in this, you really share your lifelong journey with anxiety and helping others navigate anxiety to live more of a joyful, peaceful, and purposeful life. So tell us about really that moment that led you to go, okay, I've got to write a book about this. Mm, So, okay, this, it's kind of crazy because I had this idea when I was doing photography that I could create a book of images of people who, of girls, teen girls, who had lived with anxiety, navigated anxiety, and um, tell their stories through images that then therapists or primary care providers, pediatricians, whoever could use these books as a tool because most often people who have anxiety cannot express it verbally. It's very hard to say, okay, this is what's happening to me. This is how I feel, especially as we're youth. or or for youth. So I thought about creating this book. Well, it was really hard to get models in air quotes to, you know, do this, to do this project with me. I did have three girls that I worked with. They were amazing and they shared their stories with me. They allowed me to photograph them. We had some amazing, incredible images, but it was not enough. And I didn't have, could not get buy-in from therapists. You know, people were like, well, you're not a therapist. Why would you be doing this? Mm. And so even though people thought it was a good idea, it was really hard to get them to refer their patients to me for this project or whatever. So after several years of, you know, I did this and I, and I kept thinking about it, thinking about it. And I realized, you know what, this is not gonna, this isn't going to work. And I think it's time to tell my story. And I just felt that calling on my heart that I had to, to switch gears. And when I did, I started writing more and more and more. And I got to a point where I had, you know, numerous pages and I thought, 
I'm going to do this. This is really scary, but I think I can do it. So I happened to meet a woman and you know how I swear God plants these little seeds along your way and puts people in your path. And I met this woman at a networking event and she was a publisher, a hybrid publisher. And we met for coffee and I was telling her about my book and we both ended up in tears and she was like, you have to publish this book. And so it ended up that day that we talked about how we could work together, how she could help me publish my book, what the costs were within a couple of weeks, she sent me a contract and off we went. I sent her my first draft and she came back and said, you have to add more here. You have to tell more of your story here. You have to add more details here. And I was panicked, frozen, like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. My being mindful that the majority of my life, I had kept everything inside of me. I didn't have official therapy for anxiety. I didn't have, you know, like an official diagnosis. I had taken so many psychology courses. I had lived by life experiences and all of these things, you know, led me to understand what was happening inside of me. But until my son had gone through his anxiety and his journey, I didn't, that's when I finally got the help I needed. So to tell a lot of these components of my story was really hard. It was very vulnerable. And um, I did it with her pushing me. Had I not met her, I wouldn't have been pushed to the degree that I was pushed. And I probably wouldn't have told all the things that I told. So long story short, I had that calling on my heart. God put her in my path and I finished the book last in 2021. And then we published March 15th of 2022. And the whole mission behind it was that if I could help one teen girl and navigate anxiety and not have to live her whole life the way I had lived mine with that shame of, you know, the inability to do the things that my peers were doing, inability to trust, inability of relationships, lack of self-confidence, all of these things, then I would be doing a good thing. And then as I was writing the book, it was evident that I had to also write a parent book because teens can't navigate anxiety alone. And oftentimes what happens is these children are acting a certain way and people say to them, get over it, just stop, just do the thing. And it doesn't work that way. And it really does take a team effort to navigate anxiety. And so I thought, well, okay. So I made the books the exact same. And then at the end of each chapter, there is a parent section. So the parents can read both. So they know what I'm saying to their teen, but also, you know, these, this advice in my experience as a parent, as well as having been parented with anxiety. And then there's a journal to accompany the two books. I think that's so neat. And I I have to ask because in the title, you talk about taking action over anxiety. So do you have any tips to share without, um, without giving away all of the book, but this idea of being able to take action when you have anxiety. Absolutely. And Ali, to me, this is the most critical thing because you can live with a situation and live, you know, feeling down, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, being miserable, and then treating other people and yourself miserable for years and years and years, but you have a choice. You can take action. When I talk about taking action, it's very specific for every single individual because we all have different signs and symptoms. We have different reactions and it's going to be personal as to what you do for yourself to make an impact for yourself and your life and, and everything around you. So 
th some simple things to think about are um, journaling is has been key for me. And mm -hmm. when I talk about journaling, I have my five C's of journaling method. More details are in the book. There's also the format in the journal. So if anyone's interested in that, they can access that at www.youmeanxiety.com. But if you um, if you journal around those thoughts that you're having, those experiences that you're having, you catch anything that is negative, you catch the thing that is making you anxious. So if you're seeing that you have signs and symptoms when certain situations come up repetitively, like maybe it's an interaction with um, a parent, maybe it's fear of public speaking, there are a million things that could come up. But when you start seeing that maybe it's your stomach hurts every single time this thing is coming up, you can start associating that, that this sign and symptom is related to the, you know, this experience in my life, catch those thoughts. And then once you catch them, you can challenge them. Are these realistic? Is this rational for me to be thinking about this? Would someone that I know, love and respect be thinking the same thing that I'm thinking about myself? And when you start to challenge those thoughts, you can then start to change them to something positive. So if you're thinking something negative, like maybe you're thinking, I can't, I can't speak in public because someone's going to judge me. Someone's going to make fun of me. Well, maybe I can speak in public because I am an expert on this topic. I have done my homework. I've done my research. I can speak on this. When you start to flip that switch in your, in your mind. And when you do this with writing in a, in journaling format, then you can start to control those thoughts. Those negative thoughts can come in slower and you can start to navigate them faster. And then your confidence will build. So then you'll be able to do those things that everybody else is doing. You'll be able to have those interactions that you've been wanting to have that you haven't been able to. You'll be able to experience that peaceful, purposeful, joyful life that other people that you've been observing have been doing for years and you've been held back from. Now, this isn't easy. It takes time, right? It takes practice. This is something that I still have to do every single day. And anytime you have these experiences coming up or these feelings coming up, then you can just start writing about them. But the key is to take that initial action. Now, there are other things you can do. And a lot of those things are just related to have it your lifestyle. And, you know, number one, um, I say gratitude is a, is a key thing for overcoming or not. I shouldn't say overcoming because once we have anxiety, we probably have it for the rest of our lives, but you can learn to navigate it and manage it. So gratitude is key. When you look at situations and experiences, you can start to identify things within that, that you're grateful for. And the more gratitude you have, the more likely you'll see life as a positive. It helps to change that processing in our brain. There's something called negativity bias, that negativity bias is two thirds of the time. We're more likely to see something as negative than positive. We're more likely to hold on to negative things versus um, positive things. So the more grateful we are for situations, experiences, the more we look at even something negative and find the positive in it that we can be grateful for, the more we're going to change those neural pathways in our brain. So that's um, number two. So you've got the journaling, you've got the gratitude, being physically healthy. So taking action in terms of exercising. A lot of times with, with anxiety, you know, have a lot of negative energy in our bodies. Let's get that out. You can do that by exercising. Nutrition is key for the brain. Sometimes it takes extremes, like maybe going gluten-free, eliminating sugar, eliminating dyes and, and artificial color sweeteners, whatever um, in your diet. But all of those are little things that, that you can do. 
um, I believe that motion is like medicine for the brain. So that's why, you know, walk in nature, just getting outside, getting fresh air, doing a breathing practice where you, you know, take in that deep breath for six seconds, hold it for six seconds, and then release it for six seconds. Breathing can help. Journaling is just like uh, meditation. Meditation is another great way you can take action over anxiety. However, a lot of people struggle, especially youth, to, to meditate. I struggle with meditation. That's why I use journaling. But the key is that journaling and meditation are one and the same pretty much when it comes to changing those neural pathways in your brain and how the brain's processing information. So those are just a few, just a handful of things that you can do. Another thing you could do is um, eliminate toxic relationships or get help to navigate those relationships, you know, maybe go to therapy with someone who you're struggling with. Therapy is also very key. And as well as sometimes therapy alone, isn't enough. You need medication just so that you can calm the brain enough to be able to work with a therapist. When you look clinically, scientifically, it takes six months minimum with the combination of therapy and medication for most people to be able to then navigate or manage their anxiety long-term. So there's a lot to think about it. And that's why I say it's very individual, very, very personal as to what you want to do. Do you want to try to do these things by yourself or do you want to have a team surrounding you to help you navigate these things? And then hopefully that would you know move you along that journey faster. Those, a lot of information. <laughs> those, no, those tips were so... Awesome. And I just loved how you really related journaling and meditation because I, I do know so many people that struggle with meditation and they, they feel like a failure. So it only adds to their anxiety, but then this idea of it really is just digging deep and journaling can kind of keep us on track and keep us focused and allow to allow us to have an action to take rather than kind of keep it all in our head. And so I really just think that's such a, a cool way to describe it. And you know, when, when you're thinking about these tips and being a business coach yourself, how do you really start to work with those introverts that maybe are dealing with some of that anxiety and, and really how they navigate entrepreneurship differently than extroverts? I, I just feel like that's something that, um, it's, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around how um, there's probably a number of differences that kind of allow them to navigate that world in a different manner. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. When we talk about introverts, it's, you know, as, and I am 100% an introvert every now and then I have tendencies to be extroverted, but it's very, very, very rare. So, but when you think about being an, an introvert, your, your energy does not come from other people. It doesn't come from being on per se. So it makes it 10 times harder, I think, to be present in your business. And it becomes a mindset shift because the reality is if you are a, a business owner or an entrepreneur, you have to be the face of your business. People have to get to know you in order to love you and trust you. Trust determines buying practices. So it's about becoming vulnerable, accepting that vulnerability to be able to put yourself forward facing in your business. You know, we, you think about it, uh, you know, public speaking can be absolutely exhausting. 
creating video content can be absolutely exhausting. Talking about yourself can be absolutely exhausting if you are an introvert, but there are things that you have to do in order to differentiate you yourself from everybody else in your niche or your area of expertise. So if you think about you have to be present, how can you navigate that? The one thing that you can do is shift your perspective from this is about me to this is about them. There are people out there that have a problem that only you can solve for them. Maybe there's other people that have the same same ex, um, expertise or they're in the same niche, but they have not lived the journey that you have led. And if you think of, I like to think of it as like magnetism. And when you think about it, you know, you have a magnet inside of you. And that magnet is that you have this incredible gift and ability to solve a problem. And that is based on every experience you've had in your journey. What has led you to where you are today? There's someone else out there that God has planted a seed in and they have a problem and they need a solution for it. And their magnet is, your magnet is attracting their magnet and you're going to ultimately come together. But that can't happen if you're hiding and you're essentially doing a disservice to anyone who needs you to solve their problem for them if you aren't putting yourself out there. So it's really shifting that mindset from I'm afraid to do this or I don't want to do this. I prefer to just be be behind my desk to being able to look at it as that person out there needs to find me. And the only way they're going to find me is if I show up for them. That's such a great way to think about it. And I think even for extroverts out there, like myself, even when we get in our own heads and have that imposter syndrome from time to time, that's such a better way to think about it. And so I think that that can be hugely Mm -hmm. helpful for anybody. And for any of the introverts out there that are listening to this, how would you, you know, help them navigate owning their personal brand and speaking out on behalf of that company and brand? So once they know, okay, this isn't about me, it's it's about the client, it's about how can I help them? How do they then step up into that and be able to speak on behalf of that brand? Okay, so practice does not make perfect practice makes progress. So if you were sitting in that place of fear to put yourself out there to be able to show the world who you are and what you can do and how you can do it, start small, one step at a time. And so maybe that's just creating content that tells your story. So the copy on your website, having an about page, having a professional headshot done versus doing video. So you have some still photographs of yourself. You have written copy on your website about yourself. You're telling the world about you, how you solve the problem that you solve, why you solve the problem that you solve, what your journey has entailed to give you the expertise that you now have. All of those details that are gonna differentiate you from everybody else in your space. So that's one way to start. Then you can graduate from, okay, now I've done this on my website, but now I need to do this on social media. So now you can start telling your story on social media and do it bit by bit, by piece, step by step, so that you're not overwhelming yourself, but you're still allowing yourself to connect with other people. The reality is in order to build trust, you have to build relationships. You have to have clarity first, and then you have to be willing to to share that clarity, the more clarity you have around what it is you do, why you do it, how you do it, who you serve, then the more confident you're going to be. So start there with building that confidence, start by putting the content or copy on your website, start telling your story piece by piece, then start sharing on social media, build those relationships, 
engage with other people, connect with other people, the more emotional um, connections you start to build, the more confidence you're going to have in yourself. The more confidence you have, the more you're going to trust yourself, the more that you trust yourself, the more other people are going to trust you. And then from there, start creating video. You can do a five second video, then a 10 second video, then a 15, 30, whatever. But the more you practice, the more you're going to be able to put one foot in front of the other and do it more frequently. And I have to tell you, like I had a severe fear and I tell the story in my book of public speaking, but it wasn't until, and, and this, this is advice that I think anyone can accept and use or, or apply to their own, their own journey is find something that you want to talk about that you're passionate about. The more passionate you are about something, the easier it is to talk about, to express, you know, an interest in or to explain. So if you're really struggling, find something you're passionate about. And maybe it relates to your business, maybe it doesn't, but start creating videos that, you know, where your passion can come through, where people can really make that emotional connection with you. And then that's going to, every time you do that, it's going to get easier. And you know what? Sometimes it's really hard just to show your face. Sometimes you don't feel like it. Then create content that doesn't necessarily have your face present, but you can still convey the behind the scenes. You can still convey the, the intricacies of your life that maybe your face isn't there, but people can get to know more about you as a person, as a whole, as an entity for your business. I love everything you're saying, Robin, because I know you you know this, but we believe so much of the same and and really this idea of telling your story and, and really being bold about that. And we previously spoke about this exact topic on your podcast, The Robin Graham Show. And um, we, I know we both are big believers in listening to God and how he directs our lives and, and guides us to that calling. And you've obviously had this play out in your life, but really this idea of, of seeing your calling come to fruition and then being able to tell that story, you know, do you have any guidance for anybody that's listening that maybe is a little bit hesitant to step out and do that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to say a couple of different things, but one, when you are willing to listen, you will hear. And the one thing that has helped me tremendously is to believe in the Holy spirit and tap into him and just say, you know, help me Holy spirit. When I have to talk or give, you know, give a reply, give an answer or whatever. If I am struggling, I can tap into him as a resource. And I, it is unbelievable how many times the answers come. I'm going to give you one example. And this is, I have a, a daily devotional practice and, you know, I, so I read every morning and do these devotions and it's amazing how, when I have been in a place of doubt, so for, and this happened to me just recently where I was just kind of in that place, like, am I on the right path or am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right things? And, you know, you, you just have that heavy feeling of doubt. And I open up my little devotional book and I read it and it's about the story of, um, you know, the, the person, who, the man who built the house on the rock and it, it with 
endured the storms and everything, but the person who built their house in the sand lost everything. And it's about building that strong foundation and how our faith is that strong foundation. Well, mm-hmm. if you correlate that to my business, one my my key message is helping people build that strong foundation for long-term success. That you can't just start and and it's going to take off. You have to build the foundation first. And then so then it then it was the the statement was um share the lessons you learn, how Jesus wants us to share the lessons we learn. So when, and then, you know, everything I do is based on the experience I had with building my business, sharing my experiences, sharing my journey, and then helping people through all of those experiences. And that's how, you know, navigating the mindset has become such an incredible part of my business because it, it's so transformative, but you have to have that in order to build that strong foundation. So it was kind of like a wake up call, like, okay, you're talking to me again. And, you know, you can, some people might not interpret that as the same way I did, but to me that that's how God speaks to us. And so just really being open to sometimes it's having a conversation with a person. Um, I could give you example after example, but I know we're limited on time. So I'm going to leave you with that example. And then we can, you know, that, and by the way, that story, that, that parable, whatever is in, I think Matthew seven, verse 24. So if anybody wants to go check that out. (laughs) Well, and I just love the parallels that we can kind of find whenever we are looking for those answers, because it's like, yes, I knew this, but I had never thought to apply it to this part of my life. And so that's so cool when you can see that um, come to fruition. And Robin, Mm -hmm. uh, because it wouldn't be an episode on selfish without asking, asking you this question, how do you like to be selfish? And of course, with the caveat that this is really this idea of practicing self-care as a business owner, um, you know, how do you like to take that time to refuel and refill your cup? Okay. So this is going to sound totally nerdy, but I am a creature of habit. So it is literally, um, my, my morning devotional time and journaling time, that is key. That's my selfish time. I don't give that up ever. I don't give up on my exercise routine. That's daily. And I keep up with that. And then, um, that really, those are the two key things. And then I'm a total geek when it comes to eating healthy, because it just fuels me. So that's it. (laughs) Now, Robin, what's next for you? Well, what's next is I want to continue to scale my coaching business so that I can help other people make an impact as well as create a bigger ripple effect in the world, a ripple of that ripple effect of good. And then also I have a couple of more books in mind that I have notes galore that hopefully those will come to fruition as well. So cool. Robin, you are such a light. I love your energy. And I'm just, we connect on so many different things that we agree on and and really see eye to eye. So I just love having you talk with everyone today. I think the lessons that you shared, um, and I know they're even more so in the book, um, are just so valuable. And I know those that are struggling with anxiety that are listening will find uh, comfort in knowing that there are things out there. There are tactics that can help them through that. So I want to thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for coming on the show today. Oh my gosh, Allie, thank you so much. And thank you for having me because it was an honor, like I said in the beginning, and I'm happy to help anyone who's listening. If they have questions, just reach out to me. I'm sure you'll put everything in the show notes, but they can even email me at robin at the robingram.com. Like what you just heard? Visit us at selfishthepodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.